Thanks for joining us for another Family Life Today program brought to you Monday to Friday by Power to Change. I'm sure you'll hear something today that could give you a fresh perspective on your marriage or family situation. Be encouraged as we join Dave and Ann Wilson with Bob Lapine. Naked marriage goes back to God's original design for marriage. And the first picture he gave us of marriage is in Genesis chapter 2. And he says that that first couple, Adam and Eve, they were naked and unashamed. And that nakedness wasn't just a picture of physical intimacy, even though that's a beautiful part of it. But it's, it's a picture of having nothing to hide from each other and being completely vulnerable, completely open. Um, and that's what God des- desires for marriage. Welcome to Family Life Today, where we want to help you pursue the relationships that matter most. I'm Ann Wilson. And I'm Dave Wilson, and you can find us at FamilyLifeToday.com or on our Family Life app. This is Family Life Today. So we don't often talk about... 1999 in our marriage. Oh, 1999. Ooh, yeah. It was uh, one of the tougher years. Mm-hmm. Why? Um, I lost my very best friend to cancer, and it was my sister. She's my best friend. She led me to Jesus. She died of, uh, gosh, I get teary talking about it. Hmm. She died of lung cancer. My parents had never smoked, and she never did. And she was gone within five months, leaving her four sons. And it was really a dark time for us in our lives. Yeah, and I, I mean, it was dark for you. It was dark for everyone, really. And as your husband, you know, I've always said, you know this, one of the things I love about Ann Wilson is your strength finders. Like, number two is positivity. Yeah. And, like, if you walk in the kitchen one day and you're not positive, I'd, like, I'd like fall on the floor. <laughs> I can barely function, which is, you know, like I'm so codependent on your positivity. But you went through, our marriage went through 18 months, didn't it? Yeah, I was grieving, and I could not conjure up anything. I was just at a dark, dark place questioning everything and i felt like i had absolutely nothing to give yeah i can remember the day i heard you laugh in the garage i was in the kitchen and i think it was two years that i hadn't heard you laugh Mm -hmm. like belly laugh um and you know we're bringing that up because when one of the spouses or both are really struggling emotionally or mentally it can really impact a marriage. And I think it can lead one or both of you reeling, not knowing where to go, what to do. And you're wondering, will our marriage survive this? Yeah, and so I'm excited because we've got two friends in the studio today, Dave and Ashley Willis, who uh, I didn't say Dave and Ann Wilson. Dave and Ashley Willis. <laughs> Welcome to Family Life Today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You're sitting over there being so polite. You know, you can't interrupt us. And here you are sitting in the studio. But you guys have this amazing ministry that you have committed. Uh, has it been two decades or so of your lives to helping marriages like what we just described? thrive in the midst of good times and tough times, right? 
Yes. I mean, it, it's, you know, we, we definitely have walked through some dark times, just like what you described. And yeah, it's our heart to help people navigate these things because it is in those times that, you know, even though we are personally going through a hard time, I think it, we can turn and kind of put it on our spouse and think, mm. oh, did I marry the wrong person? Mm. Or maybe the marriage is the problem. Maybe it's all their fault after all, you know? And so we want to help couples just like you guys are doing, you know, help them see that they can get through these hard times. And not only that, but there's really kind of a strength you find on the other side of that when when you lean into each other and and really give it to God through that hard time you can really grow stronger through it yeah tell us a little bit about Dave and Ashley Willis because uh, I know you've written I didn't know this many 15 books is that right yeah you guys are young that it's sounds not like, like a you're lot. this old couple you're young <laughs> <laughs> well Sounds you must like be an old couple. Them out every six well, some of them are just really short. Like I've, I've got a few really, really short ones, like children's book length, probably. Oh my god! Just to add to the total count. You were you were impacting people socially on the internet before anybody was really doing it, and so you have literally for two decades at least really impacted marriages. And then you start this thing. You got to tell me what this means. Naked marriage. That's your ministry. That's your podcast. Uh, the book we're going to uh, dive compelling. in today is Naked <laughs> and Healthy. So obviously, you know, you have a title like Naked Marriage. It gets people uh, interested. What's that all about? It does. We're not part of a nudist colony, <laughs> just to clarify. But Naked Marriage goes back to God's original design for marriage. And the first picture he gave us of marriage is in Genesis chapter 2. And he says that that first couple, Adam and Eve, they were naked and unashamed. And that nakedness wasn't just a picture of physical intimacy, even though that's a beautiful part of it. But it's it's a picture of having nothing to hide from each other and being completely vulnerable, completely open. Um, and that's what God des- desires for marriage. And so we've tried to build our own marriage that way through all of God's principles for what a marriage should be. And just be a safe place where other couples can talk about it, whether it's sending us messages online, which was happening long before we ever had a podcast or we're doing marriage ministry full time the way we are now. Um, but we're just trying to point people back to, to God's design in a world that, that has gotten really confused about issues around sex and marriage and what it all means and what it's all supposed to look like. And God's perfect plan is still perfect. And we're just trying to help point people back to that. Yeah, and it's one of the things I really appreciate about your ministry is it's biblical. I mean, it's centered on the Word of God. It's vulnerable. That's the naked part, you know, naked and unashamed. And you're always helping. I mean, you're literally helping couples. And it's really interesting. As I picked up your latest book, Naked and Healthy, it really gets into what we started with, the mind and the emotions, how that affects a marriage, the body or the physical and and the spiritual You have your own personal story of how this played out in your marriage where this, the mental and emotional part affected you Mm -hmm. in your marriage in a negative way. Very much so. You know, we, Dave and I got married pretty young. I was actually still in college when we got married. Dave graduated from college one weekend. We got married the next weekend. And then he started working for the college that I was attending. And, you know, it was just this fairy tale for us. And, you know, being naive and being very young, we just thought, we got this and both we were also both communication majors and so we thought we know how to communicate and our marriage is just going to be awesome yeah and no problem exactly <laughs> no problem and so we get married and you know we're in that honeymoon phase but very quickly um i just noticed that i'm not quite myself and i'm having trouble sleeping i will just 
you know, I had these lingering, plaguing negative thoughts and fears that I had a really hard time shaking off. And then... Ashley, I, before you go on, yes. like, tell me about those thoughts and fears. Like, what was going through your head? Oh, my goodness. I mean, it, I really... It was like an onslaught of, of just trying to... I don't know. I think I went through an identity crisis, really, because we were actually having a little bit of trouble with some family members um, in the beginning of our marriage. And it really threw me for a loop, to be honest with you. It was very earth shattering in my my little world. And it caused me to have a little bit of a like, well, who am I? Because this relationship that I really had almost just depended on and defined myself by was all all of a sudden just crumbling to the ground and things weren't really how I thought they were. And um, it really sent me into a massive depression. Hmm. And um, and then this I started having... year one? This is in the first year. And it, it, it happened within like the first two weeks. Oh. And it just... I mean, it was like day after day. I mean, and then holidays would come and it would get worse on the holidays and it was just terrible. And it went on for several years. So let me, let me go to you, Dave. So here you are, you're newly married, like, oh, this is going to be amazing. And here Ashley is in this phase of life in this depression. Were you thinking what just happened? Like, were you doubting who is she? No, no, I never doubted who is she, but I was still completely terrified at, at the situation. Like I, I knew who I married. I, I never had a doubt in my mind at all about that. And I was so thankful and have been every day of our marriage that she's mm. my wife. But I, I just didn't know how to help. And mm-hmm. I didn't know how to get us, how to lead through that. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I didn't know what she was supposed to do. So it became a time in our marriage where we really had to to lean on God um, like never before. And it, it kind of, it was a good way to start out in that way because it it, it forced us to realize the obvious, which is we can't do everything in our own strength. We need the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that isn't just something we said. Like, that is something in that moment we had to live. We had to say, God, help us through this. Show us what to do. And God helped us in a lot of ways through that. Um, and it was, a, it was a slow process. You know, he, you, usually the healing happens in slow processes, unfortunately. We want it to happen fast, but... Yeah, it's usually you, a journey. You were saying how many years? It went on for at least four years. Like oh. I can distinctly remember, like you know, you kind of with depression. Anybody who is listening to this, when mm. you're first depressed, you kind of get used to it, and you don't realize that's what you're going through, and you kind of chalk it up to sadness, or I'm just having problems with this one relationship in my life, or whatever it is. You, you call it circumstantial, but I, you know, looking back, I think it was actually probably even more than four years, but definitely four distinct years where. I would, I mean, I was crying. I would just cry all the time. I literally, just like the commercials you see on TV for antidepressants, I literally felt like this little dark cloud was following me around, and I didn't want to do the things I once enjoyed. Um, I just I just felt like a shell of a person. And I remember, you know, that's when the enemy came in and just really played on that. You know, it was like he just tried to mess with me even more and started kind of feeding me these lies. Like, you know what? Dave's going to leave you. You're not really the woman he married anymore. And are you really saved if you are thinking these dark thoughts or if you're doubting God or if you're questioning your marriage or whatever it is, you know, how dare you even think that? Like, you should be ashamed. I mean, I just had all those really terrible lies going through my mind. And I mean, it got really dark um, kind of in the midst of of, of that four-year journey of even thinking, I don't know if I want to live like I don't know if I really want to continue living. If this is living, I don't want it. And talk about spiritually, what did you feel? What were you praying in that time? I would pray. I will tell you, there's never been 
another time in my life where I've cried out to the Lord so much. And I did go to Christian counseling. That was a game changer for me. Um, my Christian actually went to two different ones because we moved kind of in the middle of, of my depression. And both of my counselors really kind of helped me to do what the Bible says to do, to take your thoughts captive and to replace them with God's truth. And that was something that I had to learn in those moments when I was crying out to God. I've never felt him so so close, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it, I literally felt the verse that says he is close to the brokenhearted, you know, and, and over time I, I, I could see him giving me beauty for my ashes because I did. I felt like ashes. I felt like the beautiful life I thought I was going to live with, with Dave. And at the time I had small children, even when I was going through this, I thought it's just burning in flames. Like, and I'm the one it's me, it's my fault. And I just had to learn that, you know, mental illness is no respecter of persons, Christian or not. We can go through this, but God is our healer. And, um, with his help, and if you're married, please help your spouse, lean into your spouse in this. But with, with helping each other through this, you can come through it. Mm. And I've been on the other side of this for years. Praise Jesus. I mean, I've been free from anxiety and depressions for years, and I'm so, so grateful. And I'm guessing you guys have met people that the spouse hasn't responded the way Dave responded to you, Ashley. Like, yes. Have you seen the negative toll that it mm. plays out if you don't respond in a kind and generous and grace-giving way? Absolutely. And, you know, I, I didn't know what to say during those times. Like I didn't have any, there was nothing magical that I said or did that helped, but I just knew I just need to make sure she knows she's not going to face this alone. Mm-hmm. And so I just reminded her over and over that I'm here and we're going to get through this together. But I was not a perfect husband back then. Like, I don't want to paint this picture that like I was, I was this, this rock who was doing everything right. And cause like I was in my own ways kind of messed up then. Like I was struggling. I felt kind of in, inadequate and insecure because I didn't completely know how to help. But if if you are dealing with depression or anxiety the way that, that Ashley was, some of the things she did that was that I just commend her for that um, God really blessed and used is like number one, she chose to hold on to God's promises even when she was feeling something different. Hmm. Uh, our culture kind of says, you know, your feelings are always right. Your feelings are your God. Your feelings are your truth. And you just, you know, hold on to that. But she said, no, my feelings are lying to me right now. They're, my feelings are real. I mean, they're real. Yeah. And I'm I'm feeling the weight of the world on my shoulders. But but even though I don't feel it right now, I'm holding on to God's promises that he is good. And he is with me. He's for me and that I'm going to get through this. And she kept feeding her mind things that reinforce that message. Um, you know, she was so disciplined in saying, I'm going to read the word today, even though I'm not feeling it. I'm going to put God's word in my mind through what I'm listening to and what I'm watching. I'm going to surround myself with people who love me and encouraging voices because I know I'm really vulnerable right now. And if I'm listening to the wrong voices, it could have a really negative impact. I'm going to get into counseling. Healing can happen. God wants you to live with healing. He's not giving us a spirit of fear. He wants to give you right. a spirit of a sound mind. And if, if you don't feel that right now, don't beat yourself up. Don't convince yourself that it's because you're some kind of like terrible sinner. This is just part of being a human being. Sometimes, you know, we, we deal with brokenness, but God wants to carry you through it. Mm-hmm. Now, do either one of you guys ever feel like or sort of blame your marriage for the problems you were having? Because I think often we can get in a marriage and you go through something like what Ashley was going through and you said, well, if I wouldn't have married you Mm -hmm. or if I wouldn't have got married, I'd be in a different place. I'd be okay. And it's easy to blame the marriage when the marriage isn't the problem. But did you find yourself ever doing that? One thing I have not struggled with (laughs) is saying like, oh, man, I I wish I would have not married her. Like I've, I've really honestly, I've had all kinds of 
terrible thoughts and dumb thoughts and sinful thoughts. But that thought <laughs> has never really entered my mind. I'm like, I know, I know that I'm with the person that I'm meant to be with for my whole life. And I'm so thankful for her. And even at our toughest time, in, in her darkest time, I was so thankful to be her husband. If anything, I just felt more of a sense of urgency to, to remind her of that because she didn't believe that, yeah. Yeah, even yeah. though it was true. But, you know, our feelings can lie to us. And so I just tried to remind her every way I could, like, I love you so much and I am so honored to get to be your husband and we're going to get through this together. And in her mind, wouldn't let her believe it at the time. But no. but uh, it was true. And I kept saying it. Well, I would even say things like, hey, I know I'm not keeping my end of the bargain here. Like, I'm not really who you married, and I don't know if I'm ever going to be that woman again. Mm. So if you want to leave, it's okay. Like, I would literally say that. I'd wake him up usually like 2, 3 in the morning out of desperation. I mean, mm. I would try not to, but I was just so desperate and had been toiling for hours, you know, over whatever thoughts I had that night um, that were plaguing me. And he would be like in a fog, and I would I would just say, I'm feeling so bad and I got sick tonight and I just, I feel so bad. You know what? You shouldn't have to deal with this. I'm a mess. I'm, I'm so, I'm just a mess. And clearly I've, I've done something wrong, completely wrong here. You know, you, you have an out, you have an out. You deserve so much better than me. Hmm. You know, you deserve so much better. And every time he would say, Ashley, I am not going anywhere. That's our gift. Oh my like gosh. That's a yes. true gift that we can say that to our spouse when they're struggling. Yeah. I'm thinking too of Romans 12 too. And I love that scripture. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. And I think not being conformed to the world, but mm. being transformed by the renewing of our minds. When I was going through my grieving of my sister, and I would say mm-hmm. that's probably the time in my life where I was the most depressed. Would you say that, oh, Dave? Yeah. yeah, definitely. But I found myself the same, Ashley. Like, my mind is reeling of what kind of God would take this 44-year-old woman who has four kids, you know? And and then I would be asking, like, what if that happens to me? And so your mind goes crazy, especially at night, mm-hmm. and learning to take those thoughts captive Man, that was hard because my whole life I just let my mind go. When you think of captivity, you think of a cage. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to put those thoughts in a cage and not let them run wild. And learning how to do that can take some time. How did you, like what was your discipline? How did you do that? You know, one of the most helpful things to me, I actually read a book, and it's an old Beth Moore book, okay, and it's it's called Praying God's Word. And one thing Beth Moore put in that book, but this is something anyone listening could do on their own, is there was like a perforated section with just scripture. And, And she had a little blurb in there saying, like, listen, you know, even Jesus himself, when he was going through his hardest time in the desert and being tempted, you know, he would quote scripture to the enemy. He would say, no, 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 this is what God says out loud. And she's like, there's so much power in that. And also, even if you're not saying it out loud, which I highly recommend, even just surrounding yourself in those places that you frequent, like your car, your bathroom, your bedside table, putting the words there, it's just powerful. And that's how you can renew your mind because when you start to have that thought, you you remember that verse and you're really meditating on that verse. So I did that. And I still, from time to time, do that because it, it was just, you know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, you know, it, it was probably that my, my verse just that I would cling to so much time, you know, and um, not trusting in my own understanding because at that time, 
time, I literally couldn't trust my own understanding because my mind was not healthy. Mm. And um, and so it helped me by by putting different verses like that. Um, it just really helped bathe, kind of wash wash my mind with God's truth, and it and it renewed it over time. And you know the things that we tend to focus on. Actually, this is a Lisa Turker's quote that I love, um, and she says, "The mind feasts on what it focuses on." Mm-hmm. And I wanted to feast on God's word. Yeah. I didn't want to feast on the lies of, of the devil. I, I wanted to feast on his word, on his truth. And and truly, when I was feasting on his word by just focusing on it, it's healing. I mean, his word is healing. And mm. it really, really, it just, it helped me tremendously. I wouldn't have been able to get through that time without mm. it. I mean, I'm just thinking of, you know, listener, maybe a couple's going through what you went through. And I'm no, I know we're not sitting here like you never struggle again. I mean, it oh, isn't yeah. like it was done and over. Mm-hmm. But you have helped so many. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just thinking, man, you've given us like a prescription. And again, I know there's no step one, step two, but getting your eyes off of the problem and onto the Lord, getting them mm-hmm. in the word. One of the things that really impacted us in that time period was worship music. Yeah. Oh, yes. I remember we would go to church and uh, often I would be in the band playing and I sort of said, I don't want to play for a while. I want to be just standing and singing. We couldn't sing. I would just weep. I remember I look over and Anna's on her knees just weeping, could barely get the words out. But being in that presence and going vertical Mm -hmm. was powerful. There was something about when you worship your heart be cast to become soft and absorbs. Whereas before, wherever I'd go, I'd shut down my heart because it hurt too bad. Mm-hmm. But when music came and worship music, the intimacy of God's words tended to just pour into my heart and I would just cry yes. because the emotion of it. And I feel like that's super healing. Yeah. And I would just yes. say, if you want more of this, pick up Naked and Healthy because the whole first section of the book is really this story. And how you you uh, managed to get through it, and it's going to help you as well. So go get it today. Thanks. We want to thank Dave and Ann Wilson, along with Bob Lapine and their team, for another edition of Family Life Today. Although our programs are produced in America, the issues facing families like forgiveness, communication and taking care of our kids transcend national borders. These issues profoundly affect relationships everywhere. In Australia, family life is known as power to change and our mission is to effectively develop godly families, the kind of families that change the world one home at a time. A key part of our mission includes strengthening marriages and families all around the world. We want to do whatever we can to bring timeless truths to the challenges you face as you seek to strengthen your family and join us in changing the world. Do you want to learn how to use marriage to transform your community? Consider joining with us to help build marriage ministry movements where lives are transformed through the gospel. For more information or to get started today, email radio at powertochange.org.au or check out our website under helping couples at families.powertochange.org.au. We hope you can join us tomorrow at the same time for another Family Life Today.